0: national level we're having a parliamentary turmoil with you know uh, dissolutions of parliament happening twice in the last two years with a coalition government taking over from a majority government which split into three different factions and in essence that's why you know the local elections at this particular time are very important
1: another perilous moment on the rocky road to federalism in nepal this week
2: on in asia from the asia foundation I'm John Rieger. And I'm Tracy Yang. In May, the Himalayan nation of Nepal will reach another milestone in its great experiment with national governance as voters go to the polls for local elections.
1: And if local elections don't sound particularly earth-shaking to you, our guest today is here to provide some enlightenment. Namit Wagley is the Asia Foundation's Deputy Program Director for Subnational Governance in Nepal, which sounds like just the right portfolio. Namit, welcome to Leon Asia.
0: Thank you, John. Thank you, Tracy. Great to be here.
1: Namit, in this week's blog, you call Nepal's coming elections an historic moment. What's the big deal?
0: Uh, well, thank you, John, for that question. I think it's a great question. Um, you know, the Constitution in 2015 uh, was preceded by a decade-long civil war. A lot of it was uh, fought to rid the country of historic you know, injustices, and structural discrimination that was evident and and the lack of sort of economic prosperity that was going on in the country. So federalism was an idea whereby uh, different, you know, political parties would have representation, different, you know, ethnic minorities and, and different communities would have, you know, governments represent them locally, provincially, and at the national level to be able to better, you know, understand local realities, be able to cater to the different needs of people, you know, living in different geographic locations across the country, and also, you know, respond to those needs and priorities. So this juncture that we're at currently comes about with a political compromise that took a decade to codify through the constitution in 2015, right? So the the one thing above all um, that the local elections, you know, highlight is the, the aspiration to move forward with the constitution.
2: So, uh, Nepal's new federal system is a remarkable experiment—an old and traditional society adopting all at once a thoroughly new system of government. Have things been going smoothly?
0: <laughs> Thank you. <Tracy. laughs> I know that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's take this in the context of Nepal's—you know—changed seven constitutions in, in as many decades. So federalism in itself was a compromise between a lot of different voices a lot of different opinions i think the way it was designed on aspirational value i think it was it was it was still a model that could have propelled the nation towards that inclusive equitable prosperous nation that we wanted to but what we didn't do was get to the nuts and bolts of how the country would then govern right once once federalism and, and and the constitution came about so as a as a document of political compromise the the framers of the constitution left a lot of different aspects of the constitution to be, you know, thrashed out through, you know, framework legislations, other different sort of decrees and, and directives that, that needed to be implemented. Um, I think as an aspiration, it was it was a good idea. But once we got around to governing and actually implementing the constitutions, that's when, you know, a lot of problems appeared. Give us an example of what was left out. Sure, sure. So, uh, So, for example, when the constitution came about, um, I think the Ministry of Law uh, noted in about 2016 that 110 federal laws uh, needed to be implemented, uh, about two dozens of provincial and, 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 a, and a dozen of you know local laws needed to be made just for us to be able to operationalize this aspiration of a federal governance system. However, four or five years on, uh, we barely managed to do one third of that, you know, put put policies in place. As a result of that, there's a lot of different confusions, competing claims, not just on jurisdictions, but also on, you know, how to handle service delivery. Just to give you an example of that, I think one of the core functions of governance is, is how to mobilize a vibrant civil service, right? And since 2015, the, the crucial legislation that needed to be drafted for civil service at the provincial and local level hasn't materialized. And as a result of that, Provincial and local level governments have been unable to draft their own legislations or enact, you know, policies in in that vacuum. So there's there's a lot of these crucial aspects that that still needs answering, and and in the absence of those, uh, governing has been really difficult.
2: So you're kind of getting at a misconception that you know you create a constitution and all the rest will just follow, but how How do you get a whole population to buy into this new system
0: up until the pandemic, the pandemic has certainly changed a lot of different dynamics, and the people 's perceptions have changed quite drastically. But up until then, I think the people of Nepal you know bought on this wholeheartedly this idea that a uh, federal system of governance does provide people with access to services, access to, you know, local representatives. Citizens were able to access, you know, services like you know registrations of birth, providing health services, for example, right?
1: So genuine local benefits. Yeah.
2: So then uh, you talked a little bit about now um, with the pandemic. So what's been the impact?
0: COVID has come about at a time when the country was, you know, going through this historic transition. You know, what COVID has done is 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 exemplified and exasperated some of the existing challenges relating to how we go about governing, right? You know, how do you go about relief distributions, you know, enacting, you know, fiscal priorities, you know, making budgeting, annual budgeting and planning. Where at the national level, we're having a parliamentary turmoil with, you know, uh, dissolutions of parliament happening twice in the last two years with a coalition government taking over from a majority government, which split into three different factions. And in essence, that's why, you know, the local elections at this particular time are very important.
1: Now, your remarks make me imagine a scenario where I wake up one morning and somebody says, now you're the mayor, run the city. <laughs> and um, uh, by I, 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 it makes me wonder, what about Nepal's political class? Does the country have enough competent local politicians to make the new system work?
0: Well, that's, again, a, a great question. I think, you know, in the in the last 20 years, we've gone through this vacuum of, you know, no local elections. I think since 1997, I think um, there weren't any local elections until 2017. That's actually incredible. That's quite that's quite a long <laughs> time. I mean, this was a, an extremely centralized government. Exactly. And the 2017 elections, there were exceptionally... You know, a new uh, sort of batch of you know elected representatives at the local level, with with very little technical know-how, experience, you know, network, and access to 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 that sort of national political class. But on the flip side, I would also say that you know, given the crisis, given the experience of the past five years, we've seen a lot of different elected representatives providing you know crucial services, making you know those taking those crucial decisions and and making long-term you know visions and, and plans. So in a nutshell, I think it was a mixed bag, but, but there's certainly some optimism because despite the political turmoil at the national level, I think the one tier of government that held steady during these five years is the local government.
1: And, and so that really does put this second round of local elections since the adoption of the new constitution into context. In, in that
0: respect, it's a triumph. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. I would say that. But on the flip side, we're also quite impatient. You know, a lot of people thought that once the constitution would be drafted, a lot of problems relating to, you know, structural inequalities, you know, service delivery, economic prosperity would automatically fall into place and would be able to, uh, you know, get towards that dreamland um, as soon as possible. But that hasn't happened. And and people are slowly realizing that it's, it's taking time. But simultaneously, people are also impatient. People are already calling for this federalism experience as a failure.
2: So it sounds like the question of legitimacy makes these local elections quite crucial.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the public trust with political parties is at its lowest in the last five years. So even to, you know, move away from that and and give them a semblance of hope, you know, yes, the political parties are trying to do the right thing. I think the local elections are absolutely crucial.
1: The Asia Foundation's Namat Wagli.
0: Thank you for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you, Tracy. It's been a pleasure.
2: And that's our show for this week. Namit has written in greater detail about local elections and Nepal's ambitious experiment with federalism in this week's InAsia blog. John and Tracy say, check it out. And while you're there,
1: why not just push the button
2: and subscribe to the InAsia
1: podcast? Until next time, I'm John Rieger.
2: And I'm Tracy Yang. Thanks for listening.